0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emo podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Joe Tillery. I hope you are having a wonderful day. It is sunny and 65 and beautiful here in Kansas City. I hope the same for you. Before we get into things here today, we've got some awesome things to talk about and I can't wait to do that. But before I do start talking about it, let me remind you, if you like K-State Athletics, if you like the show, Everything Ema, if this is your first time or your 100th time listening to the show, first of all, we appreciate you. Second of all, if you're interested in helping us out and giving back a little bit, be sure and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast content at. It helps us out immensely. It helps us grow this algorithm to find more K-State fans just like you and I. And if you want something cool in return, we will send you back a Heartland College Sports koozie if you take a screenshot of that review and send it over to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's how you get your koozie, that's how you get hooked up for this summer. The summer's coming around, cold beers are back, it's time to keep it cold in a Heartland College Sports koozie. We appreciate you for listening, but let's start here, guys. Today's been a slow news day, I'm not gonna lie, obviously we're in the offseason, I know it's basketball season, but the team hasn't looked uh, the way we've hoped or anticipated at this point in the season. But fret not, we've got some football news to talk about that I think is going to be really good for the team in the long run. Now, I don't have an immediate, you know, is this going to give us a 15-win, 30-win, 80-win type trajectory over the next three to five years? Sure, yes, no, maybe, however you feel about that, fine. I do feel good about this as an immediate change in the college football landscape. K-State announced that they're hiring Clint Brown as the team's director of roster management and what that means is that Brown's going to focus on things like the NIL, because we know that's its own thing. He's going to focus on roster management, roster construction, as well as player retention, which are big things in the Kansas State community. You can essentially view this position as a GM of football. Like, there's a director of football operations, there's different things going on there, but K-State essentially hires Clint Brown to be their GM, kind of overseeing manager to make sure guys aren't leaving through the portal to the best of our ability, to make sure guys aren't utilizing NIL to be the reason that they're leaving, or you know, any type of internal issues that could stem externally to get the guys out of the program that's what k-state announced there was an official release and i wanted to talk about that here now k-state posted basically saying about clint brown and they wrote a little write-up about it as well and i wanted to give you some information from that so in addition to clint brown as the director of roster management k-state also promoted taylor wenger i think i hope i'm saying that right wenger wenger just another thing to add to the incredible cast of people at k-state but these are the two promotions so let's talk about this clint brown a veteran college football coach who has spent the last two seasons as an offensive quality control coach at the Kansas state staff has been promoted to the role of roster management while Taylor Wenger, and I hope it's Wenger could be Wenger. Once again, I feel a little hit or miss on that one. A football operations assistant in 2022 and 2023 has been promoted to football operations coordinator, head coach, Chris Kleiman announced Wednesday in his role. Brown will oversee the football recruiting staff as he manages the composition of the football roster. And in consultation with Chris Kleiman and the assistant coaches, will determine the needs for future teams as well as develop a strategy to retain current student-athletes and attain prospective student-athletes. This is a quote from Chris Klyman on this. Clint has been a vital member of our staff since his arrival and has played a big part in the overall success of our program, Kleiman said. With recruiting, the Transfer Portal, NIL, and overall roster management becoming more and more of a daily function, we wanted to identify an experienced person who was familiar with our program and culture. Clint fits that perfectly, and I'm excited for his new role and his continued impact on our student-athletes. Brown came to K-State prior to the 2022 season and has helped the Wildcats earn a combined 19-8 record, a 2022 Big 12 championship, and a 2023 Pop-Tarts Bowl victory. I'm appreciative of Coach Kleinman giving me the opportunity to join the K-State football staff two years ago, and during that time, my family and I have become heavily invested in the culture of the program and the Manhattan community, Brown said. This new role will help facilitate Kansas State with recruiting while retaining elite talent. With the evolving and ever-changing landscape of college football, I'm excited to meet these challenges head-on and enact Coach Kleiman's vision for the program moving forward. There's more comments on here of what happened you know, prior to his previous stops. He stopped in Abilene Christian, stopped at various places in South Dakota State, uh, did some stuff in Nebraska. He's had a bunch of different things going on. But the biggest thing to take away is that this is a guy who will directly be responsible for not only retaining the roster and recruiting, but keeping things on the right path. Like, I know you can say the day-to-day operations is something. I know you can say the, the end goal is something. But this is a guy who last season would have looked at the roster ahead of the season and says, all right, our receiver core, it's not where it needs to be. We got to jump and invest some resources in recruiting that position. I'm not saying that's allocate more NIL stuff. That's allocating more coaches. That's more allocating whatever the case is. But this is a guy who is responsible for everything. NIL is going to be constantly changing. We know that. I mean, it's the wild, wild west. Everybody talks about that, but... I think you're going to see more and more programs around the nation hire somebody for this type of role. It won't happen all at once, and it won't be a situation where, like, smaller schools, like, you're not going to see, you know, what's an example off the top of my head? You're not going to see a team that's in a small town community, like, South Dakota State's a great example. You're not going to see South Dakota State jump to that immediately. You're not going to see a team like, uh, you know, Fort Hayes State allocate resources to that immediately. With Kansas State, I mean, I saw recently Avery Johnson's NIL numbers went up to, I think he's at 325,000. Guys like Avery Johnson are going to command contact in the transfer portal. I mean, there's a story about Ollie Gordon this week about how even though he hasn't entered the portal, his phone was blowing up with transfer portal requests. One, how that's not obvious tampering is crazy to me. I think that Ollie should immediately have someone like, oh, let's check on this and see who's, which programs are poking around. Let's example, Let's let's talk about that. Let's make an example out of this. It's crazy to see, but now having Clinton Brown as that role on the staff, it's going to be beneficial for K-State going forward. We might not always feel his impact. You might not always see some of the things he's directly responsible for, but I think that role is a critical thing for K-State going forward. I really do. Next guys, I I think it might be time we have a difficult conversation about K State basketball. Will it be difficult? Maybe. I don't I don't think I'm as you know, Debbie Downery as a lot of the fan base can be. Obviously I know this season isn't what fans expected or hoped for, but You go out, you lose Naquan Talman, who is arguably your best player. Well, not even arguably. He's your best player coming into the season. Someone that the team expected to be their leader. He's gone. And that is not like months before the season started, where he just leaves for the NBA. That is a month into the season, he's off your team. He's on to Memphis. Then you lose a guy like Quez Glover, who you expect to be a reliable ball handler, to take some of the pressure off Tyler Perry, keep him from playing 45 minutes a night every time we go to overtime. Or keep 40 minutes off of Cam Carter's sheet. Like, you give these guys a little bit of a break. Kansas State isn't where we want to be. You're one of the bottom four teams of the Big 12 right now. And I know that's fine. There's still games down the stretch left. I think we're sitting about 5-7. and seven. I think if, I, if I've if i checked the numbers right, K-State basically would need to go at least 4-1 and one down the stretch. Get to, what would that be? I think we have six games left, if I'm not crazy. Or five games left. Six or five or six games left. You go five and one down the stretch or four and one down the stretch and have a decent run in the Big 12 tournament, you still have a chance of getting into the tournament. But I want to say this I've kind of been coming to this conclusion a little bit lately of this season almost feels like penance for next season's success. Is that just an over the top optimistically way to look at it? Sure, I guess you could say that. But you think about the roster right now versus what it will be. Now, I know that next year's roster is going to look different. The transfer portal always takes a role. It does. The portal takes a role. Guys leave, guys stay, dudes do this and that. Let's run through the K-State basketball roster and I'll give you my prediction of guys that I feel confident in, hoping they'll stay. Feel confident in hoping doesn't really play the right way, but it is what it is. Kansas State's basketball roster for the upcoming season, for the 2024-2025 season, looks like this. I think both Arthur Kaluma and Cam Carter will be, will be the two guys that are generating NBA buzz. I mean, that's just the way it goes. I think both will go through NBA draft workouts, but I do think that both will return. Art is a little bit less, uh, I'm a little bit less sure of. I think even though it's frustrating, even though the guys don't look like they're having a ton of fun all the time, they still understand what they're here for. They understand why they're here. They understand what they're competing for. And it wouldn't surprise me to see these guys like understand, hey, next year's the time. Quez Glover, gonna get a medical red shirt. I think Quez is back. It'll depend if he wants to play or not, but I can't imagine him just hanging it up after not you know after not playing this season. I think that's a tough thing to sell when dudes are just... I mean, dudes are competitors. They want to be out there fighting. They want to be out there playing. And I'm sure it is killing Quez to not be out there right now. But I expect Quez Glover to be on the roster next year. David Gasson. This is one you can go 50-50 on. But I think his jump this year, which not a lot of people on the team have gotten praise this season for their jumps. David Gasson absolutely deserves it. This guy has showed up. He's worked. He's put the energy in. And he's made some big plays. So very proud of David Gasson. And I think he could take another jump next year. On a fifth year, I do expect David Gasson to come back and use that fifth year. Uh, so that would be my pick there. So already you've got Quez Glover, David Gasson taking up two of those scholarship spots. Tyler Perry, his college basketball career is over after this season. He doesn't have any eligibility left, so there's not even really a conversation to have there. I mean it's disappointing, but that's just the way it goes. You're gonna have to have some turnover in college basketball. Tyler's one of those guys moving on. Dorian Finister. Dorian is a redshirt freshman. I know there's gonna be a lot of people saying like, well, he might enter the portal, he might be a portal candidate. I don't think that's gonna be the case for Dorian. I think Dorian's gonna stay. I think he's gonna to commit to K-State, obviously be the guy he has been. Like, yes his minutes have been frustrating. Yes he's uh you know, he hasn't seen the court as much as he'd like him, and I think that's the case for a lot of dudes, but it's tough for me to look at Dorian Finister and not see a role on this team. I know maybe I'm the odd man out here, but you get a six foot four guy who can rebound and defend and shot create. I know you can go anywhere and have more minutes, but it feels like the guys that are dedicated to Coach Tang and his coaching staff will be rewarded in the long run. Dorian's a smart kid. His mom loves K-State. He loves K-State. Everything about him is K-State. I would expect Dorian to come back. What his role will be on the team, I'm not sure. I think he could probably be your second two-guard off the bench or a first guy off the bench. Like He's going to prepare to be a starter no matter what, but I would obviously expect a guy like David Castillo to be your starting point guard, even though Dorian's a point guard. like That's his role, but they've used him a little bit more in that two-three guard. I think you could use Dorian Finister's, you know, seniority and leadership. Like, he'd only be a redshirt sophomore, and that'd be his third season with the team. Like, Dorian feels like a guy that will stay in my mind. That's just here. Fourth player that's staying and coming back, I think day comes back. day Ames. He He's showed flashes. He's showed big moments. You know he's a drum ten guy. I think day comes back. Cam Carter, I already mentioned it. Cam's coming back. I think so. Could Cam transfer? It's possible, but I just, I don't see Cam leaving. I think Cam is one of the most loyal dudes, like, That's his brand. Cam Carter is a loyalty guy. like He believes in people that believe in him and they love him. I don't see Cam Carter leaving because I think he knows the bright future ahead, especially at K-State, especially here next year with the team. I would expect Cam Carter back as one of your starters and honestly, one of the front runners for Big 12 Player of the Year coming into the season. I fully expect that to happen. RJ Jones, I really hope RJ stays, but I think RJ is going to be one of my picks that enters the portal. I don't know if that's true or not, but I almost feel like RJ kind of slips behind a little bit depending on how he feels. Um, I'm not saying that RJ can't or wouldn't stay or wouldn't start, whatever the case is, but he kind of feels like one of the guys that I'm a little little worried just because the minutes have been sporadic. His freshman season wasn't what he expected, I imagine, but I could be wrong about all this, but my pick would be that RJ does enter. I'm not saying he should. I'm not saying I want him to. I really don't, but just with college athletics, I feel like RJ is going to probably pursue other opportunities. Tamo Lindsay's, he's going to graduate. Maybe he'll get into coaching, stay with K-State, maybe not. He's been a walk-on guy that's earned a scholarship. He's out of here. Will McNair is another situation where he doesn't have any eligibility left. He's done. There's not really a fifth year, sixth year, whatever the case is, you can't really get Will back for another year. So Will's, uh, Will's out of eligibility there. Taj Manning, unfortunately, I think Taj will transfer. I think Taj's a stud. I appreciate what he's done. He's been a great guy on scout team. He's played some minutes this season. It's just hard for me to say what Taj's role would be going forward. Taj Manning, I would expect probably to be another transfer portal guy. Jarrell Colbert. I think Jarrell comes back. And not only that, Jarrell's going to be a guy that is a starter. Jarrell is your starting five. You've seen him already right now. He's starting basketball games. He's providing good energy. A whole other year in Coach Tank's system. Get his confidence up. Get his energy up even more. Put some more weight on. Like Jarrell's going to be one of the best centers in the Big 12. He's already one of the best shot blockers. If you can get some of the fundamentals where, like, sometimes we we'll go through stretches where Jarrell could check out or Jarrell could... uh you know, Jarrell could be elsewhere. He'll jump and leave his feet. Get called for a foul. Those are little things that you can work on with time. I think Jarrell comes back and he's a stud. I really do. And if for those of you that might know as well, Cam Carter, Jarrell Colbert, Dorian Finister, are all three roommates. That's another thing. Like I know that each dude wants what's best for themselves. I don't want to make it sound like it's a uh, it's always a community, but I would expect Jarrell, Cam, and Dorian all to be back because they're all fighting for the same goal. They all have that view of seeing themselves as starters. I would like Jarrell to come back and be that guy, Buddy Rich. Gosh, this is a tough one. I think Buddy. I don't know what's going on with Buddy. Although I, I, think there's two two ways you could go with this. It's pretty obvious to me that Buddy Rich is getting a redshirt year. I don't think that uh, the coaching staff is going to play him too much more. They did the same thing with Dorian, where he played the first three or four games, then didn't see the court after that because uh, because they they applied for a medical red not a medical redshirt, excuse me. Just they applied for a late redshirt. They got it with Dorian. I think Michaela Rich falls in that category as well. With Buddy, there's one of two things. Buddy's either a little frustrated and wants to play more. Obviously, everybody wants to play more. Nobody wants to be on the sidelines clapping. Shout out Cam Carter for one of our interviews. We talked about that. But Buddy Rich, I think he's either going to do one of two things. One, Buddy doesn't really care. Like, he cares. But Buddy's like, yeah, this is just how it goes. I'll be here next year. I'll be the best player. Like, every time Buddy steps on the court, I think his confidence is at 100. Like, Buddy knows, hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to compete. So I don't think he's like one of those guys that's so like, oh, should I transfer? Should I do this? I think Buddy's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go out there and ball out. So I appreciate Buddy, and that's kind of the vibe I view him as. He's just a straight-up dude. A better way to say this is Buddy's just all business. Buddy's going to go out there and play basketball. doesn't matter what team it's for. doesn't matter who he's at. Like Buddy's going to go compete no matter where he's at. Is that going to be a situation where he's like, I need to go somewhere else? I don't think so. I mean, gun to my head right now, if you had to ask me, I think Buddy stays. But this is the era of the transfer portal. Things will be crazy no matter what happens. But I think Buddy's a guy that's just going to go out there and get his. I think all three of the freshman guys understood, like, hey, we can have an impact, but it's not guaranteed. You know, you have to work towards playing. You have to work towards being a starter, being a Big 12 basketball player, which some of them have shown they can. And then other guys, like they, like there's aspects of basketball where you're just not ready as a freshman. That's happened a little bit with RJ. That's happened a little bit with Buddy. It will get corrected in time. It's just about the commitment to the process. The last player to talk about, Arthur Kaluma. Art's going to be the toughest one to get back because Art is an NBA player. But the issue with Arthur Kaluma is that sometimes, like, he doesn't affect the game as much as you want him to. He has the potential to be the best player on the court every single time he steps on the court. There's lapses where Art doesn't either have the aggression he needs to, or he has too much aggression, and it's just a weird thing getting on the right page. That being said, I totally trust his coaching staff to steer the ship right, get him back on path, and go from there. Not saying Art's off path, I don't want to make it sound like that, but there's going to be adjustments, and these dudes, like... You see the massive adjustment that Cam Carter this, took this year. He's still got areas of his game to work on. Obviously, the turnovers are a part of it. Some shooting woes at times. Some shot selection stuff. But you look at Cam. He went from being a 5 or 6 point guy to a 15, 16 point guy. and One of the best players on the team. One of the best players in the league. That's one season under Jerome Tang. One full off season. What happens next year with these guys that are... You know, David Gasson. Another guy took a giant leap. Jarrell Colbert took a giant leap. Dorian Finister had a huge, some huge moments. It's always going to depend on that. Who are the dudes that are committed to steering the ship right? To dealing with the choppy waters to get back to where you need to be? Because I know that's the thing for us. Like, oh, if you don't bring guys in, if you don't do this in the portal, you don't do this. You're like, it's one thing, it's neither, it's whatever. David Castillo is going to be a solid player when he gets to K-State. Then you're going to look through the roster. Your two guard, is that going to be Dayday? Is that going to be Quez? My guess is the roster, will, as of right now, there's going to be some dudes from the portal that hop into the starting lineup. It's just how it goes in college basketball. But you're looking at... Probably David Castillo, maybe Dorian Finister. It depends how ready David Castillo is. I think he'll still play a ton, but it just depends on minutes. My guess is either David Castillo slash Dorian Finister at the one. You're going to get probably Quez Glover or Day-Day Ames at the two. Cam Carter at the three. You'll get Arthur Kaluma at the four. And you'll get Jarrell Colbert at the five. With Buddy Rich coming off the bench in the four-hole, three-hole, you'll get a couple of different dudes checking in. So that would be my pick as of right now. But you're going to get two NBA-level players back in Cam Carter and Arthur Kaluma. Quez Glover will finally be healthy enough, ideally. You'll get some freshman guys that are ready to play, some dudes that can really focus up. And I think this team can go on a run. I mean, that's before the portal happens. You have five, six, seven, eight dudes that are already Big 12, all you know, not all Big 12 level basketball players, but dudes that can have that potential. That's not even including David Gasson, first guy off the bench, coming out there. There is an element of fear and effort and heart and hustle in this team that they have to pave the way for next season. I'm not saying go, you know, go all in, whatever, phone it in, nothing like that. I'm just saying that I understand some of the struggles because I know that next year will be okay. Like, it's not a question where I start to lose faith in the coaching staff. That's not the case here. I don't lose faith in the players. I don't lose faith in the faith in the team, but I just see the bigger picture here, and I'm excited to see what happens next year because of this. Obviously, the portal opens March 18th after everything winds down for March Madness. Are we going to make the tournament? I'm not sure, but it's going to take a hot February, hot rest of the February month and then early March, you're going to have to look great in both. So it'll be possible, but it's going to be something to follow. But guys, I am going to get out of here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about both sports today. And I will keep you up to date with anything that happens here next week. We will get back and have another episode here next Wednesday. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Talk to you later. Go Cats!